0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Canvas Creator Spotlight. My name is Sebastian Park and as always I'm joined by Tal Shahar and I swear that's not a recording. I literally say this every time. We're joined today by Alex Abstract, Alex Hicks, CEO and co-founder of Red Manta. You may know them from Robloxian High School and World Zero, but you really know them from having a billion plays and that awesome couch you see behind Alex's head right there. Welcome to the Pod, Alex. How are you doing? Thank you. Doing good. Awesome, awesome. Well, shoot, man, we got so much to talk about. So let's just jump straight right in. First and foremost, how do you find Roblox?
1: Okay, uh, we're going to have to go back like 10 years for that question. Uh, I joined in 2009, and uh, okay. I was just always really into video games. So uh, I was trying to find a platform that would let me easily make games. And I don't even know if the term platform was a thing back then, but I was looking at tools like uh game maker and then some other random engines for building your own mmos because that's what i was really into uh like the multiplayer aspect was really important to me so i think i stumbled upon an ad or something for roblox clicked on that and then i was hooked once i'd found it because not only can you like mess around and build stuff but it was all multiplayer as well
0: was the ad on mini clips or new yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to
2: say mini clip (laughs) Yeah, no, we 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 uh we often get devs who say, yeah, like I was on Mini Clips and I just saw this ad and it said play Roblox and it clicked. But um, so so okay, so that you said that was in two thousand nine. So roughly, how old were you um, when this was happening? I think I was uh, thirteen years old. Got it. So like thirteen years old, already very interested in making games, which is really cool—not just playing them. And so you find Roblox, and you said you were hooked. Why were you hooked? What was what about the platform? Um, got you so, so excited?
1: Uh, So at first, I think I just liked the games and the social aspect because um, you can hop into any game. There was so many games, you don't have to download them. So that was really convenient. Uh, And then I started wanting to build my own games and it was, well, I'd already wanted to make my own games, but on uh, Roblox, a lot of the games were built using really blocky aesthetics. So you could kind of go into them and figure out how they were doing things and then try to build it yourself later. So a lot of my early, uh, like experimenting was just looking at games that were already out there and trying to see, can I build a small
0: part of that myself or can I make a part of that better on my own and whatnot. That's amazing. That's honestly like probably the best way to learn, right? Like it's just tinkering, taking things apart, putting them back together. So you're, you're on these platforms and immediately it's Roblox just like worlds better than like Cocos 2D or RPG Maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, because uh, I tried a couple other tools. I tried one called Eclipse. It was
1: like this Java-based MMO creation tool. I tried another one called, I think it was just MMORPG Maker, and it was a nightmare piece of software. And uh, every game ended up looking the exact same, unless you had a whole art team behind you. Uh, so I was I was like pretty frustrated with all these tools, but I was actually still making progress with them too. That's super cool.
2: So. So you started and you're like really loving Roblox. Tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the early stuff that you were working on and about your journey. How did you go from finding the platform and being like, hey, this is amazing. I can really do stuff to, you know, actually building really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess I just started by, like I said, trying to build games that I'd seen other people making. So try to rebuild a piece of it to see how they were doing it. Uh, Roblox also had a catalog called free models and you there were like thousands or tens of thousands of models uploaded by other people and you could insert those and uh, just use them and so what I would do is I would uh, insert those and I would start by modifying them so maybe you add a plane and then you try to attach some stuff to the wings of it or you know modify how it looks you're not quite good enough yet to adjust the code but then over time I started tweaking with the code and then I still remember one day everything kind of just clicked And I was able to make my own uh, script from scratch rather than editing someone else's. And um, from there, I was just trying to make a lot of RPGs, since MMORPGs are where I came from, Uh, especially like Eastern ones. I was a huge fan of a a lot of smaller ones there that didn't make it until today. Yeah, so uh, pretty much building small RPGs, uh, huge anime influence. I was really into anime, so stuff that I saw there, I was trying to build uh, any characters or like special combat abilities and whatnot. These are all like inspiration to try and go build it. So I would get inspiration and then go to Roblox and try to make what I'd seen. Essentially.
0: Awesome. So you're, you're making a lot of little tools. You're ahead of the anime curve by years. Apparently you're, you're, you're doing anime things back in you know, half a decade ago. W- when did you finally feel that you made something that you felt either proud of or like really clicked in your head that, Hey, I'm onto something here. There's something here that I can do beyond just tinkering or trying to copy someone else's, replicate their, um, their features.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I had a game called, I think it was wizardopia. I called it at the time. And it was pretty much a game where it was just a forest. And then you could pick a class of so fire wizard, ice wizard, nature, wizard, etc. And then you would just spawn in and battle other players. And there was no progression or anything like that, but, uh, people seemed to like it. I had a lot of fun making it. But a lot of the early games I built, I wasn't really thinking about, uh, is this going to be a full-time career? I was I was building games for other people to play, but I think I was also doing it because it was just fun to do for me as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think it clicked in my head that there was a time where I was going to do it full-time until I was much older.
0: Awesome. OK, so you're, you're what game then? Obviously, we can fast forward to like World Zero or in High School. But before that, what's a game prior to that where you were like, hey, this is actually a game that goes beyond well, I've been making this stuff for my friends and for people out there to enjoy to, wow, this could actually just not only be something that I really enjoy, but also a career and allow you to move to different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, so Swordburst uh, Online was a game I made, and this was a a game that I built while I was uh I was really into the anime Sword art online and I mean, the you and like itself... a
0: billion people on Earth, right? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, the show itself didn't introduce any new concepts in a sense. It was almost like just an anime taking in place inside a generic vanilla MMO. But uh, just watching that kind of motivated me and made me think, why don't I go try to build a little MMO as well? And so I uh, made a game, started building that, And then uh, I was building all the maps for it, all the creatures. And I'm not an artist, so I kind of published the first little test of the game. Some people were playing and uh, this one guy said, you should just focus on writing the code and let me worry about handling the art. (laughs) And so I said, "Okay, sure, let's let's try that then. And so I ended up getting a small team that way, just of volunteers who wanted to do artwork or programming. And then that game uh, did really well. We ended up launching a sequel for it. It has a toy set now, so lots That's of good awesome. things came from that.
2: Cool. So, so you have that first real success. Um, tell us about like how does that translate into you know what you're doing now? How do you go from that success to Red Manta and to all the cool projects that you guys have been working on since?
1: Yeah. So I was in uh, I was just in Canada one day. That's where I'm originally from. I was uh, raised in Ottawa. And, uh, I was walking back to my house one day after going to Tim Hortons as you do. Yeah, and this is the most thing I've heard so far. So
0: <laughs> keep going
1: <laughs> I hit by this really cold gust of wind. And it was so cold that I just thought, is there anything I can do to be somewhere else right now? And I thought, why don't I just email Roblox and ask if I can go for an internship there? Cause I had, uh, I'd done two internships at that point where I'd gone over the summer and helped work on the engine and helped them with the product. And so I thought, let's just do this again. So I sent an email, and turns out they had a spot because there wasn't that many people looking to just kind of drop out of college and go work for them. But at the time, I, I wasn't even planning on dropping out. I just thought, I just want to take a break. I really love working. And it's cool, really cold.
0: <laughs>
2: and it was really let's get cold. Out here. And-
1: I think that was the like 99% push, that, that 1% gust of wind just pushed me over the edge. And so I uh, went back to California to do an internship. At the time, I didn't really know that I was going to end up dropping out of school or anything. So uh, while I was doing the internship at Roblox, uh, during the day, I was working on the game engine, kind of helping fix any bugs that had affected me as a game developer. So that was really cool. Uh, but then at night, I was working on a game with my roommate called Robloxian High School. And that game ended up becoming quite big. And that's what we ended up founding Red Manta on. Um, But there was kind of a point in time where the game started making more money than I was being paid by the internship. And uh, it was like, you're spending eight hours a day for less pay. And then you get home and you're working on what you really want to be working on. So uh, I talked to uh, my supervisors there. I said, Hey, this is kind of what's going on. And they said, like you know i'm kind of working for them twice in a sense and building games on the platform and being an intern and they said yeah go make games like we have no problem with that you <laughs> want to do so awesome. I stopped the internship early went and did that and then uh i was back in canada the game was still doing well and that's when i decided that it's time to do it full time let's get an office uh gonna not go back to school and until unless things drop off right so uh that's kind of how things started.
0: What, what did your family think, by the way? Just out of curiosity, when when you like you like disappear, you had the cold gust of wind, you're like, hey, I'm going to California. They're like, that makes sense. You come back They're like, yeah, I, I'm not going back to school anymore. Yeah, I think they uh, they were fine with the internships
1: because, you know, you're going to school, you're doing an internship. That's that's great. You're following the, the recipe. Right. But, uh, when I wanted to drop out, I think they were a bit concerned. You know, they were saying maybe take one course on the side. And so I tried doing that for a semester. And I think after like three or four classes, I just, I dropped out fully because it just wasn't for me. You can't keep your brain 100% on what you wanna be doing when you're also thinking about other paths and you have to fully commit.
2: So you, I mean, totally get that. And so you you, you think to yourself, I'm gonna fully commit and you decide to do it in California, not in, in I guess, Canada with a cold gust of wind. Right, so, so you move to California at that point, you get an office. Um, what's it been like? you know, having dropped out of school, building a studio, you know, running you know really popular games, um you know that's it's an amazing journey what, what what's that been like? How does that feel? Definitely a weird
1: feeling., uh, it's not where you expect to be. like, uh, I don't think when I was younger, I thought I'd be here. I figured I would just always be into video games and I would come home from work and I'd be still making them as a hobby or playing them. I didn't expect to end up doing it full time. Uh, it's really it's a lot of fun, also a lot of pressure to make sure that you know you're always thinking about, are we gonna be sustaining in the future? And that's any company, not just game development, but uh, de- definitely a layer of added pressure that there wasn't when it was a hobby.
2: Yeah, and I mean, but you guys have really risen to that pressure. I mean, obviously, you know, we're back in high school, amazing success. Um, but, you know, you still have a ton of love, you know, for MMOs. Um, and um, tell us a little bit more about your other projects.
1: Sure. Uh, we're working on a wave defense game right now. So right now we have the high school role play game. Mm-hmm. We have the MMORPG. So now we're trying to do something more, I guess, arcade themed in a way. So like a smaller game loop, not a huge open world. And then uh, just a really, really fun base game. So wave defense I've always really liked um especially when you as a player not just placing turrets or something kind of like a tower defense but an actual wave defense where you as the player are able to participate in that right right Um, i think there was a game dungeon defenders i want to say a long time ago where it was like wizards and you could place towers and actually attack the enemies Uh, i gotta say that hurts
0: that 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 was that was a core part of many hundreds of hours of my college years were we're playing were playing dungeon defenders. I, I don't know how I feel about being called an old game. That game was great, but I'm, I can't wait to see that on Roblox to be honest with you. The, uh, so how big is the red Manta team now?
1: Yeah. So, uh, we have 10 people who are, uh, working full-time and then we have a lot of contractors that are just, uh, you know, some of them, might come on a couple hours a week. Some of them we only talk to once a month, but I usually give the number 10 as like our core team. That's awesome.
0: That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we're really excited about it because we have the role-play game. We've put a bunch of hours into the MMO. I can't wait to play the Wave Defense game that comes out. ETA, you want to drop some hints on what we might be able to see and play it? Uh, The plan is to have it out by
1: October because we want to get it out this year and have some time where it's live. But who knows what's going to happen. If things go according to plan, it'll be out sooner than that. But I always
0: give a little leeway. Sounds sounds Wonder. great. Well, hey, man. Any, with,
2: I was going to say, any secrets, hints, codes, special knowledge you want to drop about your <laughs> existing properties for, for everyone out there listening?
1: Uh, We have guilds coming out for World Zero. I know that uh, we've been talking about that a bit, and we're going to have a trailer coming up for that soon. That'll nice. be pretty cool. Cause, uh, the whole game was very PVE. And so this will be the first way to actually start competing and comparing yourself with other players.
0: Hell awesome. yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, Hey Alex, now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, which is the rapid fire questions part. Just so you, you know, for those of you who, this is the first episode you're watching. This is where Tall and I ask all the questions we want to know from Alex and he responds however he likes. So you ready, Alex? Let's do it. Awesome. What was your favorite obscure Eastern, Eastern Asian MMO from the 2000s?
1: Uh, I would say Flife. That was my favorite one for sure. Uh, I grinded for like a year to get my second job advancement in that. So now I have like a deep attachment
2: for classes and jobs and MMOs. That's awesome. Um, what was the first thing, if you can remember that you ever bought with your DevEx?
1: probably something computer gaming related um maybe it was like a a steam game purchase but that's not very exciting so I'd probably say a computer build um I'd always had like uh, just a lap I got my own laptop and that's what I started developing on and then I talked my parents into letting me build a computer and they were really freaked out about that because I was like 16 or 17 and I was going to go spend more money than any computer on a bunch of parts and then I had to build it, and I was showing her Linus Tech Tips videos, and I was like, "No, look, I can do this." Shout shout Um, out to Linus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Linus. Oh man, that's Uh, awesome. The so, okay, you're you're you've really found Roblox more as a developer already. But if there's a classic Roblox map or game or experience that we call them that you particularly like, what's one that you would call out? as being wow, that was really cool.
1: I always call this one out. It was uh, A Pirate's Life, and uh, this is by Lando64000. He makes Lumion Legacy today, but um, that game was basically you had two ports, and then you could go get money in the middle, or you could grow plants or fishing. There was different ways of making money, and then you could also kill other players from the opposite team, and this would make them drop their money, and so it was like a constant battle of should I go work like earn the money legitimately or should I just go try and find another player who already did it and take it from them? And uh, that was one of the games that I tried rebuilding. I messaged him several times saying, look, I remade your game. Can I help you work on it? Except my remakes were horrible. They weren't good at all, but I was still always trying. That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Um, Is there a particularly fun, frivolous, silly Crazy big um, thing that you've purchased with your DevX um, that you wanna you wanna reveal or shout out?
1: Um, not really. I think for us, we spent a lot of money just building Red Manta. Uh, like our Bay Area office lease was probably our biggest purchase ever. Signing two years there, it was a, easily a six figure deal. Um, and we're kind of glad we got out of that before COVID hit, though, because our lease yeah. ended right as all the lockdowns started. And our landlord came back and said, "Hey, so renew." And you know, we weren't up for that. That's probably nice. our biggest purchase, though, and definitely the scariest because that was when we were, you know, fully committing to being physically located somewhere. Yeah.
2: So no, um, no uh, Roblox, uh, no, no DevX Tesla. That's not the. Uh, <laughs> that's not <laughs> no, the purchase. Just, just a me. DevX office. Just a DevX office.
1: I'm a huge car enthusiast, but uh, I'm holding out on the Teslas for now.
0: No, nice holding nice. out because you're gonna get a cooler car.
2: McLaren, uh, he's going with the McLaren, the Roblox, the uh, DevX McLaren. Come on,
0: <laughs> there is a dev with the DevX McLarens already, yeah. <laughs> so, let's say you're walking down the streets of San Francisco and you are on Market Street. Let's just drop some San Francisco facts. You're on Market Street and you see Builderman crossing the street and you see an oncoming bus and you save his life, and man's like. Alex, thank you for saving my life. I will implement one change to Roblox, no questions asked. Just whatever you want, that is, your wish will be granted. What would you want your one wish to be to change? Oh, that's a tough question. Um,
1: I don't really know what I'd wanna change there. I think they're already trying to change everything that you know. I'd want them to change. They're going for older users. They're, it looks like they're messing around with voice chat, which could be huge, so. Yeah, Nothing so, that I can think of off the top of my head where I just want to say it needs this and they're not doing it. Yet. Oh,
0: how about this? What What would something that would be where uh, he would snap his fingers and it would just be done by tomorrow? Like whatever you, whatever you want to just implement it immediately.
1: This is still really tough. Okay, let's see.
2: I mean, you you could go silly. You could say, I want Red Manta games to have their own sort, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. I get the sense that that's not. You know, that's not what you would say.
1: Uh, honestly, I think just uh, yeah, some new ways of game discovery would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people are always saying that they, their games can't get discovered. I don't know if this is a true complaint because I feel like everyone who's trying to be seen in any field has the same complaint. But uh, maybe just mixing it up, trying something that people haven't tried. Roblox has a huge advantage in that you don't need to download each game. So they can essentially be the, the tick tock of experiences and i think they could leverage that so maybe just something that's showing users a lot more new games that's, um that's yeah a so great experimenting idea.
0: with that would be cool that's a great idea i love i love TikTok for yeah for gaming
2: roblox yeah. let's make that happen you just got to save Builderman's life. We just got to set that up, you know, like you know, for, you to, for, you to, for you to save Builderman's life. Yeah, we have to get him on Market Street somehow. I'm not sure if he's going to go there anymore. <laughs> so so we always love to ask this. You know, obviously, you've had tremendous success, right, on the platform. A lot of people look up to you. Um, you know, they look at you, and, and that's where they want to be, right? Um, and that's, you know, I'm sure pretty incredible for you. Um, if, you know, you could give some of those folks some advice, Um, you know on their journey um, from all the you know lessons that you've learned along the way what what would that be i
1: think the biggest one is just release your game i see a lot of people who have a game and they just they just want to keep it kind of hidden because they're afraid of the feedback they're gonna get or they have an idea of some grand release where if they put it out early it'll just have 10 players forever but if they save it for release day they'll get a bunch of players it's not true like if you're afraid of people not liking your game because you put it out early it's because it's your game sucks make it better take the feedback so uh i would say yeah get your game out there and just iterate based on player feedback don't just try and build it yourself roblox is the best place for just finding people who are willing to test your game for free because they can hop between them they don't have to download
2: anything you can just hop in and see what an experience looks like awesome feedback that's Incredible. Yeah, totally, totally true. Just release, release and learn. Um, Well, look, now it's time for my favorite part of the pod, um, the shout out section, um, where we give you the floor to shout out anything and anyone. Um, So the floor is yours. Uh, What do you want to shout out? Uh, I'd say I have to shout out everyone at Red Manta, you
1: know, they're the ones that are building the games that I'm I'm here representing. So huge shout out to the World Zero, Robloxian High School teams, and uh, everyone that's working on our new games as well.
0: Awesome. That's, a, that's such a good one. Well, hey, Alex, it's been a freaking pleasure having you on the pod. If people want to find you on the internet, where should they go?
1: Uh, Twitter, abstract underscore Alex is definitely the best, or discord.gg
0: slash world zero is
1: where we've got our community.
0: Boom, boom. Tal, if we want to find you on the internet, where should we go? At talk and i'm at Sepp park alex it's been a freaking pleasure having you on like i said we can't wait for this new game to come out we'll have to have you back on the pod when this new game comes out. I need to talk about your journey and making this third experience that's completely in a different realm that you've done before absolutely awesome well hey thanks everyone for watching and listening and until next time peace see you guys